precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, wonderful to be gathered wherever you're gathered, at home, or whether it be the few that are here. I, I want to echo exactly what the pastor um, has said regarding uh, the announcement this morning. Uh, we are governed, of course, by the laws of the land, but there is a point where we stand on the Word of God. And we will stand on the Word of God no matter what that persecution would come but until that time, we will um, we will continue on with uh, the guidelines that they've given us unto a point. So I'd like to just sing, uh, if you want to stand, we're going to be reading the Bible. I'd like to sing a little chorus that we have known over the years. A little bit of pushback on the devil this morning. Um, you know, listen, we're in a warfare. Brother Branham taught us that we were in a warfare. He preached all of, it just seemed like 1962 before coming into the seals. It was whole armor of God, wisdom versus faith, Satan, God versus Satan. It was just a, a chronological number of messages that he was preparing us for because once the opening of the word took place, Satan was going to come in like a flood. But we're not, we're not a bunch of pushover saints. We're standing on the word of the Lord. So I'd like to uh, sing that little chorus. Blessed be the name of my rock. If you want to help Brother Nathan, you want to put on Brother Nathan's mic, that would be great. Oh, blessed be the name of my rock. Who trains my hands for He causes me to walk in his overcoming power forevermore. Blessed be the name of my rock. Blessed be the name of my sheep. Blessed be the Lamb who has opened the scroll and loosed the seven seals. Proclaim this word to every land. Let my people prepare for Just wake up the mighty men. Let all the men become mighty. church of the living God said, Amen. Let's just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Our dear, precious, heavenly Father, Lord, we see these uh, events that are taking place the worldwide. And yet there's a people that are looking up knowing that their redemption is drawing nigh. Lord, we're not affected by the natural things and events in this world. It doesn't bring a Christian down in his experience. Lord, it only pushes us forward. 
proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praying, God, that you will inspire each and every one that has gathered this morning, whether they be the young ones, Lord, that are around the different uh, homes and watching by the way of the Internet, or, Lord, by whatever medium that they're seeing this service. We pray that you will anoint their little eyes and ears to hear. I pray that the parents and the high priests of the home will be inspired, Lord, by the word of the Lord. And those that are by themselves, Lord, they're not by themselves. Lord, you, we know your presence is there. So would you bless them as we go to the word and open it to each and every one of us. Lord, quicken it to us. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ, the name that is above all names, the one that we will glory in, the one that we will praise. Father God, be pleased with our gathering in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. I'd like you to turn, please, to 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 6. Amen. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 6. It's a very familiar scripture for those that have been acquainted with the message or acquainted with the Bible as such. And, um, you know, people say, well, Brother Tom, you make a lot of the message. Well, absolutely, I make a lot of the message. If you haven't caught the revelation that the message has come to introduce us to Jesus Christ, who is the word, then you've missed the whole thing. And we are praying that God will open your eyes and ears to hear what the spirit would say to the church. And so Second Kings chapter six, um, we uh, the story is the Syrians uh, are in in war. They're in a warfare. Bible says in verse eight, then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, in such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, beware that thou pass not such a place for thither the Syrians have come. So we understand very quickly that Israel had a prophet in the land and knew, knew that the enemy was going to come a certain way. And, 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 and if you want to take it, let's leap it all the way to today. It shouldn't catch us by surprise. Satan is throwing all his guns out in this hour to try and destroy the church of the living God. But you cannot destroy God and you can't destroy his word. So God had a prophet exposing the enemy of where he would be coming by. And of course, then the king of Syria, thinking that it was a carnal event, carnal event, he said there must be somebody that's actually telling Israel what's happening. And yet there was a servant in Israel that said, no, they got a prophet in the land and he's telling them where they are. So we get down to the place where now Elisha comes and he says, okay, that you're looking for Elisha, come and follow me and I'll lead you to Elisha. Well, there was Elijah. Their eyes were blinded. You cannot open blinded eyes if God has blinded them. But you can't close open eyes that God has opened. So we understand then, the Bible says in verse 15, the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth. And behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, 
How shall we do? And here's the expression. And he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Here you go. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. That's what I pray today, that God would open our eyes that we may see. Though the enemy is all around us. God is present. God is here. And God is watching over us. Elijah prayed. He said, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain that was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Amen. Let's bow our heads one more time. Heavenly Father, we've read your word. And Father, we're not looking at history because we had a prophet come in this day and raised you out of history that we can say you're alive and well living in us to tell. You're Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. Bless us now as we have read your word. Speak to us, we pray, from your word in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. God bless you all. Well, I also want to make one more announcement. Brother Tim Dodd uh, texted me this morning and said that the Spanish and the French uh, translations of the message are now being released on the iOS mobile app. So that is a great announcement. That will be wonderful for the French and for the Spanish to fight the enemy. It will take the word of God himself to withstand the enemy. And please, I want you... To remember both Brother Ron, Brother Ron Spencer is going through a major examination and test this Tuesday. And um, we're fighting an enemy. And that enemy is trying to take the bride of Jesus Christ down. But we are now rebuking Satan in the name of Jesus Christ. So please remember our dear brother Ron Spencer this coming Tuesday. And if you don't see me for a little while, I've been given notice from uh, the hospital that I should be probably going in and having uh, another ankle replacement. So um, that's why I'm just going back to back on these services at this time. And um, pray for me. Pray that it be a quick and, uh, and painless uh, um, operation. So God bless you. And those are my last announcements. I'm going to be actually reading a letter from uh, I, that I had in my Bible uh, given to me from Brother Murphy last week. And I think it's very appropriate that we have actually um, uh, been speaking on and spoken uh, to you last week uh, talking about our connection, our connection to the unseen. And it's, it's not enough to say that we're connected. I mean, a lot of my lamp is connected, but unless I turn the lamp on... There's no, there's no uh, power coming through. So a lot of people can be potentially connected, but until they turn the right switch, that doesn't mean anything. And so we're being connected, and I trust that that point got across to us, that we're connected, and we're connected to the unseen. 
but we're connected to the unseen for a purpose. And that's what I'd like to be speaking on this morning. We are connected to a destination. So this tying in of this connection will be for the purpose of tying us and moving us to another destination other than where we're at today. Brother Murphy was uh, gave me this letter regarding the brothers that were in uh, China, the brothers that had been incarcerated. And it was a particular letter or a note that had been written by our precious brother Caleb. And he's been one of the integral pastors in Shanghai. And he's a dear brother who I love dearly. And have uh, we're I'm very close. I, he's very close to my heart. But there was something that was given to um, to us or to one of the uh, sisters uh, there, and who gave it to Brother Murphy. It was a, a letter. It was a, some sort of text. He said that that Brother uh, Caleb had written down prior to even knowing that he was going to be arrested. So this is two weeks prior. He said, the message I'm going to share with you is a heavy and burden and a burning desire in my heart. Brother Murphy's writing for a Chinese pastor who prophesied his destiny, probably even without himself nor his congregation understanding it at the time. The point that I want to put here is that there is a connection to an unseen realm many of us don't even realize we're connected to. And so we do things, and, and after the fact, maybe a week or two later, we start to understand, hey, God was in that. God was moving me to say that, or God helped me make that decision. Well, God was having Brother Caleb write this little note. He said he's, and Brother Murphy goes on to say he's in jail now for over a half a month without a trial date. He's been charged with two other brothers and been arrested for illegally distributing the King James Bible. That's the word of God. What do you think Satan is going to fight? He's going to fight the word of God. And so now, this is what Brother Caleb was doing. So here's the text that was forward that Brother Caleb had written. He said, if we said we continue with this work, quoting now, if we said we're continuing this work regarding our own safety, then I need to remind you. I want you brothers, take the works of the Lord over. Take over the translation work. Take over the printing work. This is weeks before the event took place. And you say, well, how is he being moved? He's being moved by the unseen. And so now here he says, now take over this work. Man can be bound, but the gospel can't. Wherein, he takes scripture, 2 Timothy 2 and 9, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. I couldn't entrust these words to anybody else but you, because they don't have this vision. One day, I'm arrested, I want you, and he says to a certain brother in his church, to take over the church. This is amazing. We see it after the fact, but we don't see it before the fact. He's already written it before it happened. So he says, if I am in prison, I want you, brother, to take over my church. That's amazing. 
Don't ever stop this work, but be zealous and press on. I say, glory to God. What kind of a man of God is Brother Caleb? He said, I believe God will keep us. That does not mean we won't suffer. Nevertheless, let us be faithful to the end. And I thought, what an amazing, amazing account. And I thought, how appropriate that it would be at the same time that I'm actually speaking on this unseen. Tied and connected to the unseen. But we're connected for a reason. As I said, the little lamp, a little illustration. What good is the lamp if it didn't have a light bulb in it? What good would the lamp be without a light bulb and you didn't turn it on? So there's a reason why we are connected. There's a pers- uh, a, pur- a purposeful reason what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. Now, we are going through some events that are taking place right now. Some of us are in our homes. A lot of the saints, of course, from the United States side can't come to service as such as it is. And I don't believe that the circumstances that happen and cause us as believers to go through trials brings a believer down in his experience. I don't believe that whatsoever. If that is the true, uh, if that is false, then Brother Caleb's letter is false. He said, stay fervent, stay faithful, and we will stay fervent, and we will stay faithful. It doesn't matter what comes our way, saints of God. We've been equipped by thus saith the Lord. And this thus saith the Lord is the thing that is tying us into an unseen realm with Almighty God. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 27, says, By faith, talking about Moses, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now, isn't that incredible? He endured as seeing him who was invisible. Or let me give you another definition through the Greek. It says, by faith, he left Egypt unafraid of the wrath of the king. Well, I say, Brother Caleb, you can put your name there if you ever hear this tape. By faith, Moses, not fearing the wrath of Egypt. By faith, Caleb, not fearing the wrath of a Chinese government. By faith, Brother Tom, stood true to the word of God. I want you to put your name there, Orn. I want you to put your name. We don't know what comes or what's going to be pushed on us. Or Satan fight against us. But we have to look in the scriptures and identify with scripture as though that is me. By faith, Moses. By faith, Abel. By faith, Noah. Moved by faith to the saving of his household. Everyone that was written in that, in the hall of Hebrews 11, the hall of faith, as we call it. Everyone, you can put your name there. Abraham, by faith. Abraham, staggered not. I want to ask you, why didn't he stagger? If it was just a brother like Nathan telling me something, I I, I could stagger. But if I'm reaching into an unseen realm with God and knowing God is speaking to me, nothing should be able to shake us from our revelation of who God spoke to Tom or God spoke to brother Nathan or you can put your name there this morning. So by faith, Moses, 
was unafraid of the wrath of the king. And the Bible goes on to say he endured. He endured. He endured two million people complaining. And, and here they are in a desert. They're not in Hawaii. They're not in, in they're not in a place of, of great comfort. But for 40 years they've been trampling around a mountain with a bunch of complainers. But there was two within them that said we're more than able to go into a land and take our land. If, if Moses could catch that revelation for himself against Egypt and Caleb and Joshua could catch that against the Canaanites and the land, because that was a promise with God and they staggered not. How about you then, Luis? How about you that are listening to me in the listening audience? Because I really want you to bring yourself up to there's a purpose for this. There's many of us, I got, I get calls, I get emails, I get texts from needs from Europe, from Africa, from North America, different ones. And yet we have to take the Bible as our strength and source of comfort. We have to take the word of God and apply it to our everyday life. And we cannot let circumstances dictate us. If you really want a message to really get your teeth into something, you go listen to Why Christ Speak. And Brother Brennan will actually bring you to the point that don't be babied around. Grow up. We are here to overcome Satan. Period. We are here to overcome the enemy. So by faith, Moses, unafraid of the king, Endured steadfastly as seeing him who is unseen. So he looked into the unseen. And God connected him to that realm. And God has a way of connecting us. And that what Brother Brown said in Rising of the Sun. It had to come through Malachi 4. So if you want a connection. You have to be connected through the prophet. And that prophet gives you a connection into that unseen realm. But as we were saying last week, not everybody, it doesn't matter who, who is on the face of the earth. If you're not the predestinated, if you're not the chosen, you can't see anyway. Because my Bible says, and your Bible says, as we read out of 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verse 4, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Think about that. They could never be connected. It's impossible for Cain to have listened to God. He said, just do as your brother Abel and you'll do well. But you can speak the word of God. You can preach this message over the pulpit. You can give everybody 1,100 tapes and say, how come they're not living the message? And that would be a good question to ask yourself. I don't want to be in the Cain group. But it will be up to God whether or not you're in the seed group. This is an incredible part here. Because this actually divides at harvest time. The seed from the shock. Those that are so close, it will deceive the very elected. Oh, if it were possible. And it's not possible. But the God of this hour 
blinds the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light, as we were saying last week, lest this light shine on them and that they would see then the image of God and that image would shine on them. So what Paul is telling us, it's impossible that those that are blinded, that this light could shine on them. And Satan's making very good job of blinding his own children. What a hideous being he is. But that just goes to show you how great God is. Satan blinds his own children. And that's why when Jesus rebuked the Pharisees, he said, we're of Abraham. He says, if you were of Abraham, you would have believed me. Jesus turns around and says, you are of the father, the devil, and the works he did, you'll do. That was showing who was God's and whose was the devil. So now the God of this evil age, Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving from seeing the illuminating light. So Paul's then saying that this gospel is illuminating. This gospel is connected to a power. And this gospel is illuminating for a purpose. And we have to catch the purpose of what God sent this message for, this gospel for. So now, unless now the illuminating light of the gospel or the glory of God or Christ should shine the image of God, God has blinded them, or I'm sorry, Satan has blinding them from seeing the heavenly reality. And so you could be fellowshipping with somebody and actually talking about future home, things are to be. This unveiled Christ, and they're, and they're just blank. And they're just blank, and you wonder, why are they blank? They should be coming alive because we've been illuminated by a heavenly realm. And now we're coming to a time where there's a separation, a separation of God's children and a separation of Satan's serpent seed. There's a division and a separation that is taking place. So then if there is a division and we're seeing Satan's Eden and the way that they are acting and conducting themselves. Now we're getting into the purpose of being connected. If you look at Satan's Eden or you look at the God of this evil age and you see the actions that are taking place by the world and you see they're only acting out what the life is in them. They're only being what their seed is. So you can't condemn them for being what they are. All we are to be is now shining forth that illumination or the image of God because God's children are attracted to his word. Here's a purpose. This is tremendous. His church... And I can't see you. I'll look into the unseen realm. And I'll try and pierce my eardrum into the unseen realm. I want to hear a hearty amen from the unseen realm. His church. Are you listening? I know you hear me when you're, when you're, we're at home church and often you hear me say, will you turn around and look at that brother beside you? And now you wish you would have looked harder. Mm hmm. 
You don't know. I would say, turn left and look at that brother and say, God bless you. I said, turn right and say, God bless you. Now you can't turn left or right. Now, these times are becoming more dear to us. And the gospel is becoming more real to us. So we see, not everybody gets to see angels on the mountains. Not everybody gets to see seven angels in a cloud testify. Not everybody gets to see chariots of fire. Not everybody gets to see what you and I get to see. And if God opens your eyes to any part of himself, you should be able to open up your heart, lift up your hands, say, glory be to Jesus. I see you in all your glory. I see you, Lord, high and lifted up in all your glory. I don't see you through a denominational veil. I see you unveiled by a prophet that has come in this generation. That prophet is telling you that his church is himself revealed. So when we were talking about that image last week, how the illuminating light, it's not the cheap image of a coin we're talking about, where you're getting stamped out with the little heads on top of the queen on the dime and the queen on the nickel and getting that. That's that. That's not what we're talking about, that image. We're talking about the image of Almighty God shining on his elected seat, showing forth that you will be like him, you will manifest him, And you will live and look like him. That's my desire. So now as church, now you have to look at yourself. Don't look, don't look left or right now. Now I'm looking right at you. You see me. I'm looking at you. His church, you, his church is himself revealed. Think about it. People are wanting, where's God? Where I want to see God. But now you understand where Paul says, you are written epistle, read and known of all men. It's more than just the scripture now. It's living the word. And we'll find out as times go on like this, a sifting time takes place. People don't have to come to church. And that's been their social uh, structure to keep them up. We are the church. You that are listening to me, if you are the call and the body of Jesus Christ, you are the church. So now the prophet is saying, when she realizes who she is, then we are out of here. Well, the prophet now is telling you who you are. And here's your purpose of being tied to that unseen is that his church is himself revealed. Then, as Paul writes in, in this illumination of this image, you're to manifest him. Does that mean then I'm a bride member and I can't get along with my brothers? Oh boy, I even heard that in the unseen realm. We say, I'm the bride of Jesus Christ, but you got an odd against this one. You can't get along with your parents. People minister. And they're at a distance. And they say, I'm Jesus Christ in flesh form. And then can't get along with somebody that says the same thing. I don't think we have a balanced 
idea of what the scripture declares we are. Or what the prophet says we are. Who's to take the high road? Who's to take the low road? Who is to turn their cheek? Who is to go the extra mile? Who is to give the coat and the cloak? As some of the brothers often say, it's getting very quiet in here. Because hardly anybody's here, it's quiet. But I, I'm serious. This is a quote of Christ the mystery God revealed. We say perfect love, we got perfect love. Everybody's got that great term. Perfect love, I got perfect love. But can't fellowship with somebody? Really? Both proclaiming they love the message. Saints, we got to move higher. If we are connected and being illuminated and living forth the very image of God that preachers preach. You can't preach something and not live it. That one went over real well. Yes, there's a lot of preachers that listen to our services. Don't worry. I'm preaching to myself. We have to take inventory. Because as time goes on, who knows whether we'll even have a handful of people that are here. Maybe it will be a prophecy, Enoch walked with God and was not. It doesn't say Enoch walked with 400 people and was not. It talks about an individual walk with God and was not. And God so loved him, he said, Enoch, why don't you stay with me a while and come home with me? I would say Enoch was God revealed. He expressed the word. Brother Bram says, you express the word. And the church said, amen, that he's God. Goes on to say, and the mighty God unveiled before us. It's Christ identified in you. The purpose of being connected to the unseen. Say, I'm connected to Jesus Christ. I'm connected to that unseen realm. Then if their plug is plugged in, and God has called you to shine forth this illuminating light, then, saints of God, it's not a broken bulb. It's not defected. It's a living light. He said, if Christ is identified in you, then when he has recognized you, when Christ is identified in you, identifies himself, this is what he said now, so you're a prophet, this is what we preach. He said, if God is identified in you, identifying he, himself, then you are Christ-like. Then tell me, where does bitterness come from? You can't be bitter and be Christ-like. Can't be hateful and be Christ-like. To be Christ-like is to be like Him. Brother Ram said, then if He's identifying Himself, you're Christ-like, then the word a Christian means Christ-like. 
So uh, there, there's a, uh, you know, that, that's what you hear so often in the denominational realm. We're Christians. We're Christians. We're Christians. Christians means Christ-like. So Satan has so deluded and blinded their minds to the illumination of that unseen realm. They have no clue what God is. But God sent a messenger to rent the veil so that you and I can see in the unseen and say, that's God. They can't see that. That's why they're baffled at it. That's why they can hang around for 20 and 30 years. And now hang around and pick up a case of beer and go have their only beer party. Like, what are we talking about? Christ, Christian, is Christ-like. They Listen, they give us a bad time by following a prophet. Then will you stop reading your Bible? Jesus was a prophet. Moses was a prophet. Paul was a prophet. People don't even know what they're talking about. So now... To be, now, you say you're a Christian. means to be Christ-like. means to be Christ is your identification. And since he's our identification, then we should be like him, living for him. Brother Bram said, what is Christianity? He said, true Christianity is living for others. Living for others. It was God in Christ Jesus. We believe that. Not just the prophet. Not just an ordinary man. It was God in Christ. God in man. It was the fullness of the Godhead. Bodily dwelling in a man. It's God in a man. Now it's God in men. Oh, hallelujah. I want to hear an amen. It's God in me. It's God in you. It's not Bible ways in you. It's not Brother Ed Biscals in you. It's Jesus Christ in me. The hope of glory. God identifying himself. Showing we are connected. We're not showing that we're darkness. We're showing we're light. So now... It's God in man. God in Jesus Christ. We believe that. Not just a prophet. Not just an ordinary man. It was God in Christ. God in man. The fullness of the Godhead. Bodily in man. God in a man. Now it's God in men. Look around you now for the few that are here. It's not Ken Ardeal. It's God in Ken Ardeal. You say, how can that be? Because I saw the God in Ken Ardeal before I even got saved. There was something in the man that drew me. You have to see, saints of God, it's not coming to church that makes you a Christian. It's God in you, Jesus Christ in you, that makes you a Christian. People can't come to church. Now we can't come to church and everybody's very happy about that because they don't come to church. Identify with this message and don't come to church. Really? Well... It's a different message than I preach. So now Brother Branham is saying now, if you're connected here, you're connected. It's God in man. The fullness of God. Now, we're getting really deep now. I'm getting really deep now. Daddy's putting your little chickies real close to you right now. 
the fullness of God in the Godhead. Are you ready? Bodily is in his entire church. Bodily. Bodily is his entire church. All God was, he poured into Christ. All that was in Christ, he poured bodily in this generation, showing to Satan, she will not be like Eve. She won't pervert her skirts of purity. She will stand true. Oh, but we love to intricately take quotes and tie them all together and make a nice little package. Say, isn't this wonderful? Say, she can't even get past the basics. People have gone for 20 and 30 years, can't get past the basics. But God is trying to let us know we're connected to an unseen realm for a reason. He doesn't want to leave us here. He wants to take us home. It's not just a nice little message. Oh, isn't that just nice on Sunday morning? It's more than that. It's Oren going to work. Oren going to his room. Oren going home. Oren living Christ. Don't worry, Oren. You start living like I started living when I was your age. You won't be invited nowhere. I was the proverbial wet blanket of all my unbelieving friends. Because they knew as soon as... Oh, hi, Tom. How are you doing? Come on in. They were sorry they said that. Because I wasn't going to go down their path. And I wasn't going to talk about their machinery. I wasn't going to talk about their hunting trips. I wasn't going to talk about what they did at work. I was going to talk about what God did in this generation. And it was very quickly. It was a short homestay. Jesus with dirty feet. It's to happen today. You're the uninvited. You're the invited uninvited. We know all about that. So now it's God in the entire church manifesting himself, fulfilling his word. So when a sister calls and she asks, would you pray for me? Would you, would you, would you pray for me, brother Tom, or maybe pray for me, brother John, or pray for me, brother Murphy, pray for me, brother Tim. Somebody pray for me. Those prayers aren't in vain. Those prayers are hitting the throne of grace. They're a sweet odor before God. And saints, we don't ask amiss. We ask with purpose. And the purpose is for a healing. It's God manifesting, fulfilling His Word. God in all the ages, God in all the ages, God in all the ages had skin on Him. He was behind a badger's skin. He had skin on Him. He was behind Jesus' skin. He had skin on Him. The fire fell at Pentecost and 120 got baptized with the Holy Ghost. Had skin on them. 3,000 people got saved the next day. Had skin on them. 5,000 got saved the next day. Skin on them. Went throughout the ages. Skin on him. Now we're telling in the last age. I say, God is in your skin. 
God is in his people. God is in you. And the Bible says in Revelation, if you want to turn in your Bibles, turn to Revelation 21. Revelation 21. Give you time to turn. See, we're connected to the unseen with for a purpose. Revelation 21, verse 3, says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Do I hear an amen? The tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be, what? His people. And God himself, himself shall be with them and be their God. Can you say Hebrews 13, 8? Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. I want you to read that again because it's important. The Bible says here that there was a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man. And he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. Ask Moses, did God dwell with them? Was he their God? Did he follow? Was he with them all the way? Every day. He never left them nor forsake them. When Jesus came, he was with his people. When throughout the ages, he's with his people. And now he is with his people. Now listen to what he says here in world falling apart. This man sitting here, you have asthma. You're from Norway. He said, do you believe that God will cure you from asthma and make you well? Can you imagine a man traveling all the way now from Norway to Shreveport? Travels all that way because he knows Brother Bram's going to be there. But is he looking to the healing through a prophet or a man or is he looking to God? So now here, sitting here, all the way, a little fella from Norway. Do you believe God will cure you of your asthma and make you well? What was he looking? He wasn't looking in the seen realm. He was connecting him to an unseen realm. And he was saying now, do you believe you can be well? If you do, God will make you well. Well, is that any different today? You that are Listening, whether it be on the internet, wherever it might be. Is it any different? Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. Do you believe you can be well? That same God is here with us, amongst us. He's dwelling amongst us. He's with us. Amen. He says, do you believe it? Do you believe you're well? All right, sir. If you believe it, you can have it. So he could have it on the base of him believing. Then if he's the same today, if you've got a need, why don't you just believe? You believe for it. He said, all right, sir. You didn't know you had that much faith. You didn't know you had that much faith, but you did. The kingdom of God has come. Now, here's a prophet making now an announcement. We just read Revelation 21. He said, the kingdom of God has come. That unseen realm 
was coming now to be seen. He said, the, uh, now listen to him, he said, the kingdom of God has come. And we are sitting with Messiah. <laughs> oh, I want you to go and maybe after, if it, and I don't even listen to myself. I hate hearing myself speak. But if you, if you see it in the message, it should be coming alive to you. The scripture coming alive to you. Brother Branham now says, the kingdom of God's come. And we're sitting with Messiah. They didn't have a clue that that unseen realm was becoming seen. But it took a prophet to look in that realm to let them know that he was there. Amen. He says, now we're sitting with Messiah. Now he makes a declaration. God's Messiah. Why do you say Messiah? What is it, Brother Branham? He said, the Bible said the word of God is more powerful than powerful than any kingdom. Sharper than a two-edged sword. It's a discerner of the thoughts that's in the mind and the intent of the heart. It's God's kingdom. Hallelujah. God's kingdom that's in his mind. Now listen, we've received that kingdom. We have received that kingdom. That cannot be moved. Do you believe it? And the congregation, wherever they were, said, Amen. Will you accept the king while he is here? Glory! Now I ask you, will you receive the king as he's here this morning? As he's here in your little room? Will you receive that he's here? Ah, but Brother Tom, this is getting way over my head. Well, then go and listen to World Falling Apart, 63, 11, 15. And ask the Lord, Abraham, to make that real to you, to understand God's Messiah is amongst his people. Will you accept, can I ask you that this morning? Will then you accept the king while he's here? Amen. He says, then let's praise him if we realize that he's here. And he had the people stand to their feet. Because what do you want to do when the king comes? I will praise him. I will praise him. Praise the lamb for sinners slain. So now, saints of God, you had to... Now, that man didn't realize he had that faith. Brother Ken, when you showed up at Bible Wayhouse, you didn't understand you had that faith. But it's a substance faith. And it's a substance faith that changes you. Abraham by faith. So I can say Ken by faith. I can say then Tracy by faith. I can then say Tom by faith. Because faith is a substance. Now listen to this. He says, now, that man didn't realize he had that faith. And neither did you. Come on, let's be honest with ourselves. You that have just come into the message, you that have been in here, you didn't know that you had that faith until Jesus Christ came by your way. And he said, Matthew, come. What caused Matthew to come? His faith believed what was being said. What caused you to get saved? Your faith in you 
caused you to accept this Jesus called Christ. God has a purpose for connecting you to that unseen. Substance. Faith is a substance, Hebrew says, of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. He didn't see his healing, but by faith he received his healing. Then that healing that was there for him became substance. I didn't know that I was predestinated before the foundation of the world. But when faith came by my way and revealed who I am in Christ, it gave me substance to become a Christian. It gives me substance to be like Jesus. So it was by faith then is the assurance. So what now in the Greek means that faith, that faith that he didn't know he had, that he had, that you didn't know you had, Nathan, until Jesus made that real to you. Who was it that made that real? Brother Brown didn't know that man from Norway. Brother Brown hadn't clue who that was from Norway. So then it was Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, knew that that man from Norway had faith. And by that faith, it reached out and became substance. And that substance became his healing. And may the word of God, faith come by hearing and hear the word of God. May that faith that's in you become substance to your needs this morning. So now by faith, which is an assurance. And by that assurance, it means that if you've got that faith that comes from God, the Greek makes a, a, a nice a term here. I preached on it before, but <clears throat> excuse me, it's an amazing term. It's a term saying, well, I have faith then. Then that means that you have a title deed. Because how do you claim to have something if you can't prove that you have something? There has to be a substance or a title deed to show that you have this. So it's a title deed of things hoped for. And it's proof. We do not see it, but it's a conviction of reality that that is mine. It's a conviction of reality and perceiving it as a real fact. That, that's an interesting, that's an interesting translation. So then by faith, William Branham went to Arizona and seven angels met him. Then I can say, by faith, Brother Ed Bisco moved from Toronto to Cloverdale because there was a church to be born here. Then can I say, by faith, I saw the word in flesh in a people that my deep was calling for. And now it's become substance faith. It's become substance faith. A substance faith that's a reality. And that reality is Christ in you. So now Brother Ram says this in, in looking to the unseen. And I've got to watch my time. So when a man catches the vision of an invisible God. Now this is looking to the unseen now. When a man catches the vision. Of an invisible God. That, that, that's a paradox. <laughs> to have a vision of something that's invisible. But when a man once catches that vision. Of an invisible God. And know that he's always present. 
Didn't we just read that? The king that dwells with his kingdom that's with you always. You always. At least when you're on your job. It's the grace. When you're at school. Just think about that now. He said that God is always with you. That God's always with you. He said that stabilizes. Are you listening, church? When you realize that you're plugged into that power. The switch has been turned on. Then it stabilizes your thinking. It stabilizes your action. And in the time of distress and trouble. It will make you look upwards. Above. Are you listening? Above the things of COVID-19. That are around you. We do not look to the seen. We look to the unseen. Next week, listen, we had H1N1. We've had SARS. We've had Mars. We've had, who knows, Jupiter and Pluto. I don't know where they got it. But they've had plague, 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 plague. And all of a sudden, everybody's got something to preach about. Saints, this is just, who preached on it? Lying vanities. This is whale's belly. Forget about it. Forget about it. Just keep lifting up your eyes. For your redemption draw nigh. We're not looking at this. Oh, I've touched somebody's handle. Listen, you've had homosexuals make your lunches. Whew, that one went over big. You didn't even know it. But my Bible says that when you pray over your food, it's sanctified. Saints, we're living in another dimension. And we're not being affected by this dimension. Oh, I know that, 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 that shook somebody's kingdom, but that's okay. So when you see these troubles, look upward. And look above these things. That's what your prophet is saying. Look above them now. You're looking in a different realm. You're looking in a different reality. They don't see what you're seeing and you don't want to see what they're seeing. Lift up your eyes. Look upward above what's happening around you. Look at the unseen. Look at the promise of God that's given to you. Rise above it. Look at Abraham for an example. Look at Abraham. I'm looking at you, Abraham. Not quite this Abraham, but another Abraham. Look at Abraham. He's an idol worship worshiper. He's living in a city called Ur, in the land of the Chaldeans. And all of a sudden, the unseen comes into his realm and starts telling Abraham, Abraham, you're chosen. Abraham, you're a father of nations. Abraham, get up and go. I've given you a land. It doesn't tell him where to go, how to go, but just go. He's 75 years old. Brother Bram said his stream of life was dead. But he believed in the unseen. And that unseen was so real to him, Warren. So real to him. He wore, Brother Bram said he never heard from God for another 25 years. We need to hear from God 
almost every day. God, are you really there? Am I really a Christian? Sorry. I'll stay here. We we almost got this, what do they call it? A soother mentality. Rather than a real man mentality. And he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But with strong giving praise. But I was thinking about the power of looking into that unseen realm. That caused him to uproot his family, uproot his family and leave to go to a land he knew nothing of. And we're barely, unless we hear thus saith the Lord and things like that, we barely make a move. As is written, I have made thee a father of nations. Even God who quickened the dead calleth thee from the things which be not as though they were. He looked into the unseen realm and Brother Bram said every Born again, child tonight, comes through Abraham's blessing. It's a promise given to Abraham and every child of God that receives the Holy Spirit has this pulsation. It's the same. I'm looking for a city. So if you say this morning, well, if I come through that same blessing of Abraham, being of that royal faith seed of Abraham... He was looking for a city. He had to keep on looking to the unseen. Shouldn't you on this journey? Doesn't matter what plagues are around us. Who cares? We just call it a Hittite. Call it a Canaanite. Call it any kind of ite you want. I said in one church years ago in a baptite. And I said, you know, whether you're a Mennonite, baptite, Hittite, Canaanite. Then I said, baptite. All of a sudden, two people jumped up and left church. Found out that they were Baptists. They didn't like to be included in the Hittites and the Amorites. It doesn't matter who's around us. It doesn't matter what plagues are here. It doesn't matter what sickness is here. We look to the unseen that has given us a promise. This land is yours. I've given it to you. And Abraham staggered not. And he kept looking up. He kept on, kept on looking until the king of that kingdom came down and gave him communion. Melchizedek. Then Brother Bram said, he then knew he was close to the kingdom. And, and then, of course, Brother Bram said, Melchizedek was there in future home. He said, shouldn't we look up? Shouldn't we realize the king of that city is amongst us? And I say, saints of God, if we come through Abraham's blessing and how God dealt with him as Jehovah Jireh, dealt with him with Elohim, dealt with him through many revelations of who God was, shouldn't then we walk in that same revelation and see that God is calling me for a purpose? He said in the future home, Jesus has gone to prepare a place for you. <laughs> it's a divine city. Designed by a divine architect. What's the, why? Why is he called you now? For a divine botan people. Now he's telling you. He's called you a divine botan people. He purchased you. And Brother Bram says, now you're a divine botan people. For a predestinated people. He said Abraham was looking for it. And he professed 
that he was a pilgrim and stranger looking for that city whose builder and maker was God. That prophet, knowing it was somewhere, John saw it. It was coming down. But Abraham thought it must be on earth because he met Melchizedek. (laughs) Oh, saints of God, it's close. It's too close now. It's so close now. He said, now listen, he met Melchizedek, the king of it, and give him a tithe, which had no father, no mother, no beginning of life, nor ending of life. Abraham met him. And they took communion right there in that literal spot where the city will be raised up, that holy mountain of the Lord, where the redeemed will be living. Praise be to God. Are you ready for this quote? God testifying of his gifts. I'll cut out a few things here. He said, my work is in the realm of spirits. That's where I live a big part of my life. It's in another dimension. That that the world knows nothing about. I speak that in the name of the Lord. They don't understand it. There's no need of them trying or for me trying to explain it. Because there's no way to explain it. Why? Because the God of this evil age has blinded them to it. But God in his grace has rent that veil. So that you and I can see into that unseen realm. And see that same city that John saw coming down. Same one that came to that platform is the same one that is here amongst us. That same Jesus, as we said at the beginning of the service, where is it living? You have to ask the question now as we start closing down. You sort of got to ask that question now. You say, well, I believe the message. Well, believe what the message said. Then if you believe what the message said, then believe what and do what the message says do. Who hath known the mind of God? Paul says, who hath known the mind of God? Who could tap into that unseen realm? But a prophet. I've got a quote here. Brother Abraham says, he said, that's what prophets were made for. To reach into that realm. He said, what is that realm? Who would know the mind of Christ? How would we even know what God was? Before the message came, everybody was a Trinitarian at best. You had some oneness that didn't even know what the oneness meant to them. They didn't even understand that statement. But who hath known the mind of the Lord? Paul writes in Corinthians 2 and 16. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? That he may instruct him. But Paul, that messenger to that Ephesians church age, makes the declaration... But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Then he writes to the Philippians, then let this mind that was in Christ be in you. And a prophet comes in this generation, takes that same scripture, preaches mighty God unveiled before us, unveiling of God. He said, let this mind that was in Christ be in you who thought it was not 
robbery to be equal with God. My. Connected for a purpose. Connected for a purpose. You're connected to a power that has changed you into the bride of Christ. Is changing you and is going to rapture you and it's going to raise you into that glorious kingdom that we've been preaching about. Oh, he said he's an unveiled God. He's an unveiled God. Then I say to you as our opening scripture and those that are joining us on the internet, Lord, would you open our eyes? There's more for us than there is. Shut down the world. I, 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 we'll, we'll get a view of what this demon looks like. You know it's a devil. I, I hope you're, you're revelated enough to understand that all sickness is of the devil. And Brother Bram said the church has been commis- commissioned to cast out devils. So then as we know who we are, and we understand our purpose, and why God has called us, then we must go into action. We must live a word. More than, as Brother Bram said in one expression, and Brother and I were talking about the other day, it's not bubble dancing now. We're not bubble dancing on the top of what the prophet says here. We're taking and digging down in Revelation. Into the realities of what this message really is. A God grace. Woo. That sounds powerful, doesn't it, grace? A God grace. And then, oh, Satan wanted to be like God. Well, he's a perverter. They don't get that. But God is bringing us now into his image. And his likeness. And he's changing us. Oh, he says, Lord... Open our eyes like you did Gehazi. Open his eyes and let them see. Are you ready? We're getting ready to close now. Now for the few that are here. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Me, eleven. A couple up there. For the few that are here, you can look around the room. You can look around your house. I give you permission to do that. Because Brother Bram said, Lord, open Gehazi's eyes and let him look around. Let him see that in this building, there are more for us than are against us. He says, don't you understand? There's angels all around this room. And I said, glory be to Jesus. There was a prophet looking in an unseen realm, bringing it to a seen realm so that you and I would know God's here, angels are here, and you're here. Then I said, rejoice. Praise the Lord. There's a people. That are looking for a rapture and don't have any clue that Elijah's come. And he's done his work already. As John has said, the bride has made ready. Can you imagine now a prophet as coming on the scene and telling them and saying to them 
There are more angels now in this room. Look around the room you see. What do you see? Do you see what I see? Sounds like a Christmas song. Huh? Do you hear what I hear? A prophet is telling us Jesus is here. Messiah is here. Angels are here. Melchizedek is here. I say, oh, city of God, come down and descend like a dove. Oh, bride of Christ, let us rise to our position, to what he's called us to, that we would be his expression and that all bitterness would leave. All hard feelings would go. That there would be an expression of perfect love to one another. That there would not be an ought against somebody. That we'd actually live what we preach. Don't they realize that he's alive with us. That he's walking with us. And he's here just the same as he was with those on the road to Emmaus. Did you get that? He's here the same. Don't they realize he is alive with us, walking around with us just as he did. He's here just the same as he ever was. Can we wash his feet with our tears? Can we praise him for coming into this little room? Can we have him open our eyes to see the glory of God is around us? Is it become beyond saying that we are the bride of Christ? Now it's time to say and live we are the bride of Jesus Christ. Called for that purpose of knowing you've been connected to that unseen realm. That we could still see That those same angels, he says in unveiling of God, that those same angels, those same angels that were there on the mountain, chargers, horses of fire, chariots of fire, it hasn't changed. He's still amongst us. Let's bow our heads now. Sisters, why don't you come? Our dear, precious, heavenly Father. Lord, this is a time to realize who we are and what we are in Christ Jesus. It's more than just words on our lips or a slogan we will say or some buzzwords that other brothers want to hear. But Lord, I want to look like you. I want to live like you. I want to talk like you, Lord. I want to speak like you. Father, I so desire to be a reflection of you. Maybe those that are tied up this morning, thoughts are reeling. Quotes may be coming to different people's minds on different subjects. I pray that you will channel it, Lord, down to the reality that God is leading a people back into the unseen. We've come from there and we'll go back to there. We've been in the mind of God and now, Lord, we're going back to what you had in mind 
for us in Christ. So, Lord, I'm asking that there be any needs, that you will meet those needs. Any burdens, Lord, we cast them at your feet. Lord, we realize we are fighting not against flesh and blood, but we are fighting in an unseen realm. Heavenly places, spirits of wickedness in high places. And so, Lord, we war against them and we will fight them with thus saith the word. We will stand, Lord, as your trophies. We will live for your glory. We will walk and talk as examples of a message that has come that has declared that there will be a bride that does not fall. And we can sing, Lord, maybe at the end, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Lord, that we could declare that upon our lips. I'm so glad that I can say, I'm one of them. Lord, I'm not of Satan's Eden. I'm one of them. Lord, in your mind, I'm one of them. I'm coming back to you, Lord. I'm so glad that I can say, I'm one of yours. So bless your people. They will now have time together on this Sunday, this resurrection morning. May it be a blessed time. Maybe maybe even speak of these things, Lord. How daddy, how did daddy see God? How did mommy realize that Jesus became real? How did that unseen become seen? Within the woman's lives or the... Hofer's lives or the Waldner's lives. Lord, you put all our last names there. How did you come in the Ray's lives? It was by your grace and it was by your mercy. So bless your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. One of them. Them. Let's stand. One of them Oh, I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them I'm one of them One of them I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them Oh I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. I'm one of them. One of them. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Yes, there are people. Oh, there are people almost everywhere whose hearts are all aflame with the fire that fell at Pentecost, which cleansed and made them clean. It is burning now within my heart, oh glory to His name, and I'm so glad that I can say, one of them, I'm one of them, hallelujah, one of them, I'm so glad that I can say, I'm one of them. Brothers, seek this blessing that will cleanse your heart from sin. 
that will start the joy that will bring and will keep your soul alive. It is burning now within my heart, oh glory to His name. Well, I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Spirit, burn in me. Burn, Holy Spirit, burn in me. Set my soul on fire and fill me with the Holy Ghost and God's full desire and make me like You know that unseen fire, Brother Ram said that unseen fire, that unseen fire that was in the three Hebrew children, that fire was greater than Nebuchadnezzar's fire. <laughs> Amen. That fire that's burning in your bones this morning is greater than any fire Satan can throw at us through this week. So don't look at this circumstance. Look at the God that's dwelling within. He has now plugged you in. You are now powered by God Himself. May the glory of God become more real to you. If you want to write that little quote down, it's World Falling Apart, 1963, 11, November the 15th. We are sitting with Messiah. We are sitting with God's Messiah. Let this God that is not only dwelling in us, but this God that is with us, Lead us to our future home. You're dismissed. Greet one another. In Jesus' name. God bless you.